Hello and welcome to Life Tools from the Warm Heart with me, Professor Chwazer, and my friend Yamikani. I'm excited to be back um, and join you, Professor, as we are going to actually be having a very sensitive conversation. I'll call it that. I think. Uh, a lot of people that are listening, as we are recording now, we're recording in Malawi, uh, in the city of Blant, uh, the warm heart of Africa. And we have just had uh, the government, or I should say the Reserve Bank, they've just devalued our local currency, which is the Kwacha. Mm. Um, and it's a huge number, 44%. Yeah. And that has a lot of consequences uh, for a lot of people for a lot of businesses and for a lot of lives, families. Um, and at the end of the day, the 44% is just a number, but it's people's mm. lives yeah. at stake. Sure. Um, so I wanted, uh, without going into too many intro conversations, apart from please like and share this podcast so that people can find it wherever they are listening, I wanted us to just start with how do you deal with economic hardships? And how can one handle the impacts and every other thing that's going on? Uh, because when we're thinking about the economy, uh, look at the world when the war in Ukraine started. Mm. We just came out of COVID and COVID had financial consequences. Mm. And it just looked like for the last few years, the world in, in large has had to deal with difficulties when it comes to money and finances. Yeah. Um, but for specifically today for you and me who are living in Malawi, this 44% is something else that we have to really deal with. So I wanted to just give you an opportunity to speak into that, like help us understand the impact of these economic challenges mm. and how do we even start thinking about it? Mm. Yeah, sure, certainly. So um, one of the first things to say is that um, economic stress yeah. uh, really impacts people's mental well-being mm. um, because there's a lot of anxiety, there's, you know, linked to fear, there's yeah. a lot of sadness. Yeah. There's also a lot of anger. Mm. Um, and it's often closely linked to depression, mm. um, anxiety, and even in some cases, suicide, because people are already stressed. And I think that wow. is the starting point, is yeah. that people were already stressed. The economy was already difficult, mm -hmm. and people were already struggling, and we're just beginning to, for some, beginning to, you know, get by, make ends meet, and plan for the planting season, which yes. was coming and buying all the necessary implements like fertilizer. Yeah. And then they are hit with this, this which is, yeah. can really throw a person. Uh, and so we know that economic stressors are very much linked to also issues of self-identity, mm. how you see yourself. Yes. Because a devaluation means that the purchasing power yeah. has been reduced. Mm. And often a purchasing power for many people, mm. they see that purchasing power, the sense of them, mm. that they're able to do things, yeah. they're able to achieve things, yeah. you know. Yeah. So a lot of people see themselves through the lenses of their purchasing power. Mm. And so when a devaluation happens, when their purchasing power is drastically reduced, their value it of themselves. makes the value of themselves 
Oh, man. Go low, low so low. you know. And so the key thing to take from that is it is the kwacha, the local currency that has been devalued, yes. not you. Wow, that's a that's a truth right there. It's very hard to hear as well because you're still thinking about my pocket, my yes. money. This is who I am, what I can buy, what I can yeah. control, what, what I can eat uh, from what I'm able to buy. So if there's someone who is hearing you right now and they're like, yeah, I hear you, but I still feel bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's absolutely normal to feel bad. Mm. In fact, it's important for you to acknowledge what you are feeling. Yes. So if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling confused, if you yeah. acknowledge yeah. that this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. Because the acknowledgement of the feelings is always very important in terms of ensuring that you are not taken up by long-term psychological stress and psychological mm. pain. Mm. So by acknowledging it means that, fine, you deal with it now. Mm. Yeah, so that it doesn't accumulate and build up. So mm. acknowledge, uh, feeling bad in such a situation is, you know, is normal, yeah. is understandable. But as I say, one of the most important things to do is to accept it. Mm. That's not to say it is okay that yeah, it yeah. is right, yeah. but to accept the reality yeah. of what has happened. Mm. Because what adds to stress, what adds to depression and anxiety mm. is when we refuse to acknowledge, yeah. then we we can become more depressed and more stressed because we are mm. in a constant state of denying Denial. and fighting yeah. what is. Wow. It's not going to change. It's not yeah. going to change. Yeah. So you almost do yourself a great favor by acknowledging this is real. Yes. This has happened. This has happened. And this is happening. Yeah, it's painful. It does it's not mean physical. you are ignoring the reality of how hard it is. Exactly. And you are accepting and embracing that this is confusing. Yeah. This is hard. I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. Uh, and it's exhausting. Mm. But it is real. Mm. Yes. So someone is right there right now going towards harmful ways of mm. responding. Mm. But someone who is very much considering that because they haven't accepted it, what should they do? So it's very important um, that a person should ensure that they don't go through these kinds of things alone. I think the aloneness mm. makes it worse. That's true. That um, talking to someone. Yeah. You know, even if that person is also struggling with you. Yeah. Talking to somebody is important. Mm. That it's not just about talking, but that you are able to feel that at least I am not alone in going through this very difficult thing. Yeah. And you'll find that one of the things or one of the consequences is that people tend to do lots of self-comparisons. They yes. compare themselves with others. They compare themselves with how they were before. That's before true. I could buy one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I could travel. I could travel. Yes. You know, now I can't. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so because that has happened, mm. uh, what you began uh, begin to find is that um, bouncing off with somebody gives perspective that you realize it's not only me, mm. and you realize that actually I don't have to compare myself yeah. with, with somebody else. Comparison is a trap. Yeah. It's very easy to compare 
you see people are driving around, maybe you don't have gas in your car. Yeah. Or you're walking, you don't yes. even have transport to get on a minibus exactly. or a gabaza. Exactly. Um, and you just feel like everyone is having a better time than you. Um, and then you go online. A few people are angry, but the rest looks like they're still having a good time. Yeah, they can take takeaways yeah, and things can, like that. You're like, what's a takeaway? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Uh, you know, being taken aback on how when economic hardships hit, people can have sleepless nights. People can have intense anxiety, as you say, daily on, uh, or depression. And these things are real. And I think that's what I'm continuously hearing you. They say that these things are real. That's why you're feeling those things. So don't deny them because it's very human to mm. feel those things. Yeah, but absolutely. those things do not define you. The economic hardships do not define you. Mm. Uh, your buying power does not mean that's who you are. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I personally just wanted to say that out loud for myself. Mm-hmm. So as we are thinking about that, what should people start thinking about when it comes to their mental health? In my lifetime, I know there have been other economic hardships but I think for the first time, I'm feeling this one mm. in a whole different level. Um, so what's a tool I can use to just be aware of my, okay, that's my brain going somewhere that it should not go. Oh, that's okay to go there, but not believe it To uh, As you've always said, interrogate your thoughts. Yeah, Give us a tool there. So I think one of the tools is um, to be mindful of um, our... Thoughts just going on and on and on, you're ruminating, just going on and on and on and on and on. Mm. Um, And a very useful tool is that when you discover that you're just thinking, thinking, thinking about it and almost becoming overwhelmed Mm. with thoughts about it, um, to close your eyes and to shout in your mind, stop, Mm. because that then breaks that pattern of thoughts. Mm. Because these thoughts can just overtake you and overwhelm you and take you in a whole different direction. Yeah. Uh, that you don't want to go. Mm. So closing your eyes and shutting up has been known to be an effective thought-stopping mm. technique. Mm. Um, so, so that's very important. I think the other thing that's really, really important mm. within that process is to recognize yeah. that actually what questions am I asking myself about this? That's good. Am I saying, oh, why does this always happen? What am I going to do? What, what, what? Why is this happening? Why, why, why? Um, so a useful tool is to begin to examine your questions. Mm. Begin to say, okay, so this has happened. I accept it. What can emerge from mm. this? Okay. What is waiting to be burst as a result of this? There's often a lot of pain before birth, before something emerges. Yeah. So this could be the pain before something emerges. Mm. Great businesses have started from similar Uh, situations. situations, You know, so what can, so start looking. You may not have the answers now. Yeah. But if you open your mind to start looking Mm. and by asking the question, so what? Mm can emerge from this, what opportunity Mm. can emerge from this, Mm. it will then provide Mm. that opportunity Mm. um, later on, rather than Mm. become overwhelmed and almost drown in the stress. Yeah. Um, It's almost like that realization that sometimes when you have less innovation can be best out of that place. Yes. Yes. Because we all have 
incredibly, incredible creative potential. Mm. And um, in fact, all these things that um, have been created have come out of a lack of something, mm. you know? Yeah. You know, the cell phones we have have come because, you know, communication was a challenge when you had to go to an analog phone and be learning. Yes. Now you can walk around with something. Yes. So out of that lack, yeah. Yeah. something has useful has emerged. Mm. So it can bring out the most creative mm. aspects of ourselves. Mm. So don't miss this. that opportunity. So don't miss that opportunity. Uh, Instead of asking the questions around why me and all these other things, which we're not saying don't ask them completely, yeah. but... Also, don't let them overwhelm you. Yes, don't let them overwhelm you, but as well move to a place where you're asking questions about what I can do next. Yes. Uh, how can I creatively do this? Mm-hmm. Um, is there a new way of thinking about this opportunity or has this even created a new opportunity of how I should do my business, mm-hmm. how I should do my budget, yes. which I'm not looking forward to for <laughs> myself. <laughs> like, okay, what am I going to cut? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and then, um, but I wanted to, uh, talking about businesses, I wanted to uh Ask you if you have a two. There might uh, there might be a businessman or a businesswoman who are about to make tough decisions on staffing uh, or their products and all these other things because of the inflation and how maybe some of the things they use are imported and all these other conversations they need to have. And they are basically scared, but those decisions still have to be made. Yes. Their decisions feel unfair on mm-hmm. some people that have worked for them for a long time. How should they approach this decision-making process for them and for their organization? So it's a very difficult question. There is never in such a situation a straightforward, easy answer. Mm. What I would say is or what would be helpful in such difficult situations is this is the sensitivity to the staff to sit down with them to explain to allow them to exp- uh, to explain to them the situation and to allow them to express their anxieties and their fears mm. it's useful to yeah allow them to talk to yeah. express to acknowledge what they're feeling yeah um and and that will help to and to 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 also offer where possible to offer ongoing psychological support mm. where one can so that yeah. uh, at individual or group level people yeah. can still talk mm. and find ways to deal with it but um the best you can do is to help prepare mm. them for mm. such um such a situation to mm. help prepare them to be able to see that it's not necessarily the end of the world yes it may be the uh, uh, to look at it like life is chapters and the chapter of them working for this particular organization has come mm. to an end mm. but they're moving on to something else so it is really about the sensitivity of preparing and allowing the staff to mm. express and to vent out whether it is anger whether it is fear mm. because it obviously won't just affect them individually it will also affect their families mm. yeah and so how would they talk to their families so yeah. so the the manner in which it happens yeah. rather than just okay here's your letter goodbye thank you for everything mm. but to actually sit down with them to prepare them so that yeah. you go through a period of preparing them yeah. to go through yeah. um those cutbacks mm. I, i like having an actual process that honors their dignity by 
not only giving them a heads up, but uh, giving them a space to talk about yes. it. Yes. Um, and to process their anger and yeah. their frustration and their anxiety. Yeah. Um, and you touched a little bit on that answer about family, how to talk to their families. Yeah. But I'm also thinking um, as, you know, prices and everything is changing, uh, a lot of people would have to adjust. Are there tools for adjustment? Yeah, so the, the, at the most practical level mm-hmm. is um, obviously budgeting. Mm. Sitting down, going through a budget mm. and saying, okay, we're going to have to cut down on this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, we, we're going to have to downgrade to this, to that, to that. So yeah. a realistic budget. Yeah. Yeah. Do not make the mistake of getting caught up in uh, doing loan sharks and borrowing money mm. at this particular time to okay. maintain the same level. Get to a point where you accept that, okay, for now, yeah. my level might have to go down with what I am. Yeah. And it's not about showing people, yeah. you know. Um, it's, as I say, it's not about you. Yeah. It does not define you. It is an economic situation and there is adjustment yeah. that everyone yeah. has to make. So yeah. that, 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 that is the most important thing to do. Mm. And then to accept, to tell oneself, the mm. self-talk, yeah. that this is a season yeah. of adjustment yeah. and how can I make the most out of this? Mm, how can I make the most out, out of, of this difficult season? Yeah. yeah. Maybe let me make it a little bit harder for you again. <laughs> this is my last question, I promise. It's the same question. Um, digesting as a family, but a lot of people have kids in schools that they were able to afford. They're not sure if they will be able to afford them next sure. year because yeah. the kids are still in school. Yeah. Um, how do they approach that conversation if it would be needed to be had about hey, maybe we might need to change your schools when the impact of that reality is intensely complicated for the kids and even for the family. So the key thing there is that conversation would have to happen and the children would have to be told yeah. um, if that decision has been made. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most important thing is to give them the space to express their anxiety, their fears, mm-hmm. for them to cry. What is going to happen is that one will go through a grieving process mm. of mourning loss, yeah. the loss of our lives as we have known them to be. So um, allow that to happen mm. and be there, be supportive, mm. you know, and um, yeah, explain to them. I mean, it's a very, very excruciatingly difficult yeah. Yeah. conversation that has to happen. The guilt parents will feel yeah. will be incredibly immense. Yeah. But it's, it is it is what it is yeah. and um, involve them, let them express what they are feeling. Mm. Yeah. Do you have hope? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, the hope I have yeah. is in the potentiality of people to be creative. Mm. Because if we look, if we look, if we learn from nature, yeah. we will see that there is an abundance of everything. Wow. From the little grains of soil in the ground to the water that flows to the rain, there is an abundance oh, of everything. Yeah. Our economic system sort of teaches us or gives us the delusion that there isn't enough of everything. Mm. But if I think about there's an abundance of everything and I believe that I also have an abundance of of creativity and creative ideas and ways of coping. So the hope is allow yourself 
to get in touch with that part of you that enables you to look for creative new ways of dealing with things. Mm. Thank you so much, Professor. Thank you very much indeed. Dear listener, thank you so much. We hope you keep the hope coming. But until next podcast, remember you can email us questions. Um, If you have thoughts, if you have comments, please send them through. Um, And the professor will be able not only to read them, but he'll be able to answer if there are questions. And thank you once again for uh, joining us. Thank you very much. And remember, your best self is yet to come.